The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a very special episode of the Baby Lambs podcast. It's also our first like election podcast episode. Yeah. Results. Definitely. Yeah. Because we haven't, this, this would be, yeah. Yeah. This is our first election together. We started, we, yeah, we started our podcast a few, like what, like three, like two months after um, Trump was elected or like took office. Yeah, something like that. So our entire, so our entire like existence on the interwebs and in the podcast sphere has been under a Trump presidency. Definitely. And and does that mean that that kind of ends today? It could, it does. <sighs> so we just wanted to come on here because right now, um, as we're recording, it's Saturday afternoon. It is Saturday, November seventh. Yes. Um, yes. In other words, the end of the longest Tuesday in existence, and um, uh huh, <laughs> and we just got word that um, that Joe Biden has received all of the electoral votes that he needed from his home state of Pennsylvania to become the president elect of the United States of America, and that also means that we now have a woman of color in the White House. And I'm just so happy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's so a, I know. Oh. It's a lot. Oh man, you're gonna hear a lot of sniffles and I I I, I, I do not do not apologize for it. Um you hear my husband screaming in the background because he's calling everybody he knows. <laughs> And recording videos yeah, of himself so celebrating. We have ABC News like on. And, but, but we do do. Yeah. In our <laughs> other room. And all I hear right now is like cars honking. And I'm like, uh, it's so recognizable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm in a very quiet part of Kendall. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of Trump support here. Um, which is part of the reason why everybody is like, it is like, you could hear a pin drop in my neighborhood right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you too. Yeah. Um, I think everyone that like lives in this area is just kind of like, probably kind of feeling how we are, elated, hopeful, hugging their loved ones. Like, um I live in a predominantly black neighborhood, so I know that this means a lot to my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, conversations have been had and everything, so it's just kind of like I'm I'm waiting for the 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 news to truly set in for all of us here, so we can like come out and be like, "You guys, we did it! Yeah, we did it!" You know, like I I know that this isn't nearly the end because we still, I mean, I think. Um, at his Sorry. golf courses right now they're just excited too yeah they really are 
I think that because like Trump is at his golf course right now, mm-hmm. he hasn't released any sort of statement. He's already basically known that he was going to lose for the past. Yeah. Like, um, we just know that there, like this, there's a long road ahead. I know that there's concern about the more militant faction of the MAGA uh, support and what their and what they're gonna what their response is gonna be to this news. Um, and really all of the supporters who have been so like gung, not just gun ho, but like gung ho about the fact that, you know, the Democrats stole this election somehow. Yeah. Um, so I know that there's a lot more to come and a lot more, you know, disgusting that is going to come in this way for, Definitely. but I just, you know, I just want to like, take, like recognize this moment for what it is. Cause right now at this moment. What we've learned today is that the American people and democracy still live and still exist. Mm-hmm. And that when push comes to shove, we can come together and voice that we are unhappy and mm-hmm. are not going to stand for, you know, tyranny and injustice and and literal literal fake news literal false claims i want to i am very thankful today for the democratic process even though four years ago i felt very uneasy and a sense of like lost hope Mm -hmm. even when like you know we came back to the office and folks were crying in the office and everything I knew that at the end of the day, it was a democratic process, you know, like people Mm -hmm. voted for him four years ago, both in the electoral college and the popular vote. Mm -hmm. Um, While we are very happy with today's news and like you and I are literally happy about today's news. And, you know, again, we just have to let the democratic process reign supreme because that is why we're here. That is why I paid to be a citizen of this country. That is why your grandparents fled. Mm-hmm. a dictatorship and a tyrannous um, government mm-hmm. to be able to do all of this, you know? And I think people, especially within our community, forget that. They forget that, like, we paid to be citizens of this country mm-hmm. and we paid to vote. So we should be able to vote. And no matter how the chips fall, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've, I'm angry at, like, all of this shit happening outside of my walls. But at the end of the day, people voted. Yeah. And the states that are red like ours, <laughs> people voted. And I, and I applaud them for coming out in droves and, like, speaking their mind and doing all of these things because we can and we should. Exactly. Well, hold on a second because yeah, go. we would have thing, an, girl. an attack over here. <laughs> She's like, Mom, I need to express my emotions. Let me be excited. Oh, goodness gracious. I know. You're absolutely right, though. I mean, the chips, the chips have fallen. The chips fell before. And while we were all very concerned and, and you know, there was ruling that came out after um, Trump was elected that proved that there was 
interference in our election and whatever, not whatever, it was a big deal, that there was Russian interference and, and that our, our voting process was compromised. Who knows? I, I'm, I'm pretty confident we're not going to find any of that this time around. And you know what? If we want to go ahead and be like, let's recount all the votes. I feel the same way. Go ahead. Recount the votes, dude. Recount the votes. Do it. You lost the popular vote. You lost the electoral college. Like, recount the votes so you can be a sore loser a second time. Right. Exactly. Like, I, I... It was, I mean, I know that the margins were pretty narrow. It's not like, you know, this wasn't, this wasn't a sweep by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, But there, but we did have a few states come out blue who haven't been blue in Mm -hmm. a long time. Yep. We, we had a lot of, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, Florida for once wasn't the last one, the last state to roll in with its electoral votes. That's something, right? Um, the South Florida Cubans have made the news more than once. But you know what? <laughs> All you like 1960s coming to Miami fucking Cubans, I want you to know it was my generation that said, Pafuera con Donald Trump. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was mine. It was my nieces and nephews. They said, no, thank you. Bye. Thank you for leaving, pero like we don't want it anymore. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Also, Michael just sent me a text, even though he's in the next room, saying that Kamala was out on her run and her mom called her to tell her that they won. I mean, I'm happy. Like, look, I'm happy for Joe. I think that he he does have the kind of personality and experience that is really difficult to not like. You know, he... I, I think that that could be really nice for us to have right now. I think that as long as we, you know, we have to continue to hold our, our elected officials accountable, you know, like we have to hold him accountable for everything that he says. It's not like we throw this, we throw all of our eggs into his basket and say, peace, goodbye. No, there's, there's still a democratic process that will continue from here on. But I do feel a lot more confident that those decisions will be made using science and using facts and using uh, and hiring the most gifted and, um, you know, intelligent individuals that there are to help better this process for everybody. I think that the American people will be forever changed. Yeah. And what he's walking into is a disaster area. Mm hmm. To our an economic like we we are the lowest and like our economy could not be lower and it mm-hmm. hasn't been this low probably ever um we have the highest unemployment rate that there is mm-hmm. uh we're in a pandemic that still yeah. has not been here's like resolved he's walking into all of this and we all have to keep that in mind when he comes in that he's yeah. that he's walking into a pit of disgust yeah and he has, and, and right now the Senate is still Republican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's going to, it's going to be a hard long ride. Yep. I, I also, I want to say, listen, here's what I'll give Donald Trump. I will say that while two generations, not generations, sorry, two um, administrations before him, they had been preparing in case of a pandemic and they chose, like the current administration has chosen to just ignore the literal playbook for pandemics. Mm -hmm. 
let's just go ahead and say no one saw it coming. No one saw it coming as bad as it was, etc. I think a lot of tough, tough calls have to be made, yes. all of these different things. But in the way that they have chosen to literally divide and conquer and fear monger and just blatantly ignore people like when he was here in Miami for that second for like that town hall that should have been a debate mm-hmm. and he's like we knew that 200,000 people were gonna die anyway and it was this like thing in his eyes where he was like I don't care that I could have prevented it we knew that they were gonna die anyway to me that tells me like you were never going to care about us you had you would rather just do everything in your power to make sure that we died anyway because you knew that your base was going to support you no matter what that to me tells me that one you've clearly never been punched in your life okay let's go back to your theory about every man or actually everybody should at least either be slapped or punched in the face at least once in their lives to really be humbled agreed agreed two People just follow you blindly as if you're some, like, guru from, like, the 1970s and, like, this little fucking cult and whatever. And to me, I'm like, I can't respect anybody that just goes, goes with the flow because there was no need for me to have had COVID. There was no need for 200, actually, at this point, almost 250,000 Americans to have died. Yeah. Like, think about that. Yeah. And also just... I mean, again, and I agree with you. I don't think that there, I think that no matter what methods were taken, um, you know, we're a very large country. Mm-hmm. Okay? The United yeah. States of America, landmass alone is a very large country. It would have been mm-hmm. very difficult to control this no matter who was the president. You're so right. But having at least, but, but I don't, but there was no reason for the pandemic to become political. Mm-hmm. This, it's not like the Democrats created COVID and it's not like we perpetuated some fake hoax disease. It should never have been in question. I know, I, I feel that it is the duty of the president to provide some level of like assurance and, um, and facts and I, and, and firing the, uh, you know, the disease control sector of the government was probably a horrible move and to question scientists left and right and to say barbarically stupid things. Mm-hmm. I know that he, 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 he's now out and said like, it's a joke. I never meant for people to inject bleach or whatever. But the truth is that you didn't actually provide us with any other options. He didn't mm-hmm. provide us with any other solutions except he wasn't like he wasn't like we're trying to like find how like your hemoglobin can positively positively affect no he didn't say he didn't even try to like bring in scientific anything he was just like you guys you remember when like teenagers were dying off of tide pods let me bring you bleach in a syringe Exactly. And then and then giving us very false hope because a lot of stupid people really believed him when he said that, oh, this is going to die out by April because everything is going to warm up and then we may have a resurgence in the fall, but who knows? We'll have a vaccine by October. Here we are, November. Do we have Almost a vaccine, December. ladies and gentlemen? Do we have a vaccine? No. And you know what? The, the rest of the world who, you know, it was just exhausting to listen to the president and know that he was just misleading people. Cause it's not like any of us really thought like, we're not going to get a vaccine by October. 
Yeah. It needs to go, and we shouldn't have one. It needs to go through various trials. It needs to be made very safe. Things have to be in play. Vaccines don't just come out of the fucking blue. I mean, do a little bit of history on like the polio vaccine and hepatitis and everything else that we all have vaccines for now. And you will see that it took a great number of people to die and a great number of, of scientists and trials to develop even the flu vaccine that we take today. So, and that is still continue and and consider the fact that your flu vaccine alone is changes every year. Yep. It changes every single fucking year. Why do you think that? And let's, Let's be honest also about the flu vaccination. You are treating the previous flu in yes. hopes that the current flu is Carries also treatable. Of the old flu. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's not a perfect system. It's not. So the fact that we didn't get any of those reassurances, but the fact that like, all, like I was just, it's just, I'm so grateful and hopeful that the, that this rhetoric will just die with his presidency because I am so tired of like actively not paying attention to the president of the United States because it's our duty to to want to like to 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 look to the state of the union for more information. That's why we hired him, okay? Yeah. We hired a man to come onto the stage and to give us updates on the state of our nation. And we never got any updates. All Nothing. we did was get more campaign. Nothing. Like talk about being antipatico. You know? Yes. Like I know that right now we're you and I are basically like ranting and just kind of, you know, using this as like our burn book toward Donald Trump. But but in the end of the day, like he barely participated in the state state of the union. He Mm -hmm. barely participated at the White House correspondent dinners. You know, like did did they even happen? They happened without him at some point. Um, because at the end of the day, like all journalists still had to come together to be at these dinners and be like, yeah, you guys, we're here like 24 fucking seven giving you news, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with the way that we do it or not. And the fact that all of these people are willing to put all of the differences aside and sit there and be like, let the jokes begin, motherfucker. Exactly. Says something. Yes. Okay. Democracy matters. Like I, half of your lambs don't come from a democratic country. Okay, so when to me, when people ask me, like, why are you so afraid of him? It's because it gives me the vibes I had when I was five years old. And my mom would be like, okay, time to wake up because Fidel's going to speak at 7 a.m. in La Plaza de la Revolución in Havana. And and all of the children need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Okay, because guess what? There's no freedom of the press in, in, I was going to say Miami. (laughs) It feels Mm -hmm. like this in but back in Cuba, you know, like we don't have that. So we literally had to wake up whenever our quote unquote president had to speak. And that was the law of the land. So we couldn't, we didn't really have news because the news would be like the presidential committee coming in to like tell us what was being done or what was the news that we needed to know. And for me seeing like the possibility of Trump having four more years felt closer to that. And as a married woman that like at some point wants children, I really didn't want to have to raise children in a country where I would have flashbacks of what my childhood was. And to that point, one of the big thoughts that fled through my mind 
because like you know we're at that age where you know many of our friends and and colleagues and the married mm-hmm. heterosexual or or any sexual really homosexual every every any sexual any anybody who is in the interest of procreating or, or yeah. raising children we are at that stage where we're thinking and working toward it and um and i'm not gonna lie for 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 the last few years i haven't wanted to because i don't want to raise a child surrounded by this Mm -hmm. you know and when i heard the news this morning it was the first like uh, i was overwhelmed with like now i can have kids yep not to say that, you know, like the next four years may be just the next four years, you know, I yeah. don't know what's going to happen in the next four years. Maybe he's a one-term president. I don't know. I and that's not. fine because the democratic process, as that's we've learned. Is the democratic process, exactly. But it would be nice. It would be nice to like say that I, I, I had a baby during a time when I felt the most hopeful mm-hmm. for the world that that baby would enter. Yeah. And to see a woman of color in as our as our second in command. Yep. And 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 finally to see a woman there, and let alone be a woman of color and a woman who's, I mean, mm-hmm. I know she's not perfect. I know that many in California will say she's not perfect, and I'm not saying she is, but she is going to provide so much hope and. I like everything that we missed out on with Hillary, really. Yeah, she's big time. and more so because because she she came from from the humble beginnings that many of us did. She is the product of immigrant parents mm-hmm. and um, brown and black immigrant parents. Brown and black immigrant parents, and um, and to know that she'll be there makes me feel good. It makes me feel good because, like, I know that Joe is Joe. Joe. Joe has a good head on his shoulders, and he'll and he's a, a bright man, and he's a warm heart, and he's an empathetic soul, and yeah. he wants to, you know, his. It, again, we have to hold him accountable to it. Absolutely, he wants to unite our country, and that I am all for. But I feel a little bit more at ease knowing that there's a woman in the White House who is going to be like there saying. Mm-hmm. Time to start. Start. Time to get moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 start getting. Let's get, start getting things done. You know, like the four women that were also elected to the House of Representatives in the last yes. election all got reelected. They did. Um, we have more. We have two transgender women that are in their state legislation, um, or or are now state legislators. One that is a state uh, senator. But it's also to say, like, like I sent you guys in, in our group chat, like, her, I think it was her granddaughter that came out and was like, hey, this means that, like, black girls can, can become president one day. Yo, like, representation fucking matters. And, like, once again, like, black women have come through for this fucking country that keeps, like, brushing slapping them aside, in the slapping in them in the face, like telling them that they're unworthy and all these different things. And they still like come fucking through, you know, and I'm grateful for them. And I thank them. And I hope that like the next four years we do right by them. Um, Cause we're not worthy. We're not like, as a country, we're not worthy of black women. No. Um, 
but I hope that like this means that we can kind of start redeeming ourselves and I do think that like this upcoming administration will in some ways unite most of us especially those that were like close to the center but still voted Trump yeah um maybe like we rein them in a little bit and are like hey it's not gonna be that bad okay like this is what we're trying to bring back to this country and I hope they listen and I hope that that it's just not I hope that it's not as terrible as what I have in my mind (laughs) is what I'm trying to say yeah I do too I I mean I'm still I I I, I'm still concerned and, and may just very well close. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm, I walked out with Leela uh, to, you know, I just, I went to go walk her right after I heard the news and the silence that was around me made me very scared because I knew from watching the news that like places like, I know that there are other places in Miami that are erupting, but yeah. New York is just casuelas and <laughs> Massachusetts casuelas. Like, yeah, yeah. Nima texted me and she was like, <laughs> I want you to know that everyone on my blog is like out with their pots and pans and talking. <laughs> and she's like, I'm so sorry that you can't do it. I'm like, I want you to know that those of us that really don't give a fuck and wrote and voted blue this year are already okay. out there for Mano Tremendo Show. Exactly. Like I'm, but, but I'm still like, I still have this very real fear. Like I, when I was walking her, I was like, what if somebody, what if there's an angry Trumper here? Like an angry Trumper here who is just like looking for a release and like sees me in my, in my bright colored hair and in my Aloha crop top and just presumes that I am a liberal and like attacks Mm -hmm. me for it. That was literally my thought. And I was like, well, I, then I have a choice. I have a choice. And that choice is uh, I'm going to still stand outside. Because thou yeah. shall not be judged for who. I, and I feel the same way about the Trumpers. Like even even our, our, our Cuban-American and Cuban like families and friends that have been arguing with us forever for the Mm -hmm. past you know few years about you know especially especially people like like especially me because of you know the exodus that my family went through and the fact that my family is essentially in half you know like half like there's one half that voted trump and the other half that didn't um Mm -hmm. like to, even though we've all heard and how disrespectful we are to the flight of our families and the struggles that our families went through by voting for Biden and how stupid we are and how like you'll see when you, when you have to stand in line for rations and when all like, like trying to instill all of this, this fear that like, you know, I don't understand. You're right. I don't cause I didn't live it. I'm grateful that I was given the opportunity not to have to. But at the end of the day, like if, if, if we go around yelling at those, at those family members right now, again, even though they're going to be yelling at us for having done it to them because mm-hmm. their fears, you know, yeah. their minds valid. I don't, I know that we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. So, um, here's what I will say. One, 
especially when it comes to your family that left early on. Like, not, no offense, right? But I, it I, stood, I stood in the ration lines. They didn't. I'm a product of ration lines. Okay, when you have to stand in a ration line to get half of a block of cream cheese, that was a luxury because thankfully the Soviet Union at the time was like, guys, yeah, we'll give you some cream cheese. Okay, when I left the year before, my family could no longer get milk because I was going to turn seven at the end of the year. Like, I get it. Y'all left when things were still kind of good, but they were getting bad. Yeah. They were okay, you couldn't go to church anymore. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You couldn't go to church anymore. Um, but I am the product of everything you left. Mm-hmm. And my dad was here this week and he tried to like, my parents are funny, right? Because we left in 95. So my parents try to see things from like both viewpoints, but they're both very uneducated in like the American process. Um, so my dad was like, you know, cause I always have like a lot of work when it's like a, a Republican president and all these things. And we were like, yeah, you're right. You're right. But at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge that like the economy, like it takes literally four years for you to see the effect of the previous administration. And at that point, if that current administration is reelected, then you can see their actual work like in your daily life. Um, So my dad was like, you know, because like, yeah, we come during democratic times, but like, you know, it's during the Republicans that I have all this work and all these different things. And he kind of tried to do this whole thing of like, you will never really understand because you left when you were very young. Mm -hmm. And I have to keep reminding him, number one, I didn't choose to come here. You brought me here and you brought me here to get an education here. And you brought me here to be an American. Mm -hmm. And I've paid attention to all these different things and I've done them. And thank you for letting me like grow into my own person and like vote whichever way I want to vote. Because my parents are great at like, they they don't make me feel bad for who I've become or how I vote or any of these different things. Maybe it's because they don't really understand it. So, you know, my parents are just very much like, oh, fuck it. Like, we'll vote for Trump. It is what it is. You know, it's my cousins are telling me to vote for him. So I will not because they're like, you know, like the Catholic, like, pomi culpa, pomi gran culpa. Mm-hmm. and, you know, I had to tell them, I'm like, you have to look at an economy overall. And like, you have to do all these different things. Like I had to talk, I finally spoke to my father as the adult woman that I am. And he left the house and he's like, I just want you to know, I wasn't really arguing with you. You know, it's just, I'm like, hey, I get it. But I want you to understand that, like, I'm an educated Cuban woman mm-hmm. and I have my own reasons as to why I vote the way that I do. And if there had been a Republican candidate that would have aligned with my views overall, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's do it. But that wasn't the case here. And I said, you're not seeing the things that I'm seeing because you haven't lived my experience and I haven't lived yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm like, but I vividly remember my mom waking me up early Saturday and Sunday and being like, the, you know, Fidel is going to speak. You have to watch it. You're going to like, it's part of your curriculum for school. Like, it's all these little things that I'm like, I feel like sometimes you forget that. You forget that, like, that's what I grew up in. And, yeah, you brought me here when I was very young, but I don't forget that. It's, it's 
And to me, like, we were inching closer and closer. And the generation of Cubans that left in the 60s, yes, they left out of fear. And I'm glad that they left. You know, they found something better. But the ones that left had the means to leave. Exactly. And that's what we all tend to forget when, when you see that in the news. When you see that in the news where all of the, where the, the Cuban Americans are being blamed for all the things and, and you know that you know exactly who the ones are that are standing by Tropical Park and holding up their banderas, you know exactly who they are. And the truth is, yeah, the ones who left in the, in the late 50s, early 60s, while it wasn't an easy, an easy exodus, it was easier than for most. And yes, they had the means to leave. Um, I mean, I, I know I've told my grandmother's story several times, but she wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to make it here. The only reason they, that they even knew that, to come, that, it, that, that this was an opportunity for them to come here was because they had enough money to send in advance to set up house and home here. And that's not the case for everybody in Cuba. And certainly mm-hmm. not at that time. So it and and so when you think about like all of the the teachers and the scientists and the doctors and all of that who left because they started to see the trends or the or the people who worked in the government and they started to see all the trends that were going on in Cuba and they were like fuck this we need to jump ship mm-hmm. and yeah they had their own struggle coming into a, a a city that didn't want them coming into a, a a place that basically said like no shoes no dogs no Cubans English only like they came into a very different Miami they came into a mm-hmm. very different Tampa they came into a very everything that you see today is not the the land that they entered and yes they helped to build it you know you know to make it more accepting for those who came later and those who yeah. continue to come but at the end of the day they only came because of legislation that was put in place mm-hmm. to allow them here mm-hmm. because people voted it in yep and because you know what i mean so it's like having that com- I, I i'm not here to have that conversation with anybody that i don't have anything to prove to anybody about like yeah. You know, but I do know that what we, the little that we do know about the fascists that have been in history, you know, you're thinking of the Mussolini's and you're thinking of the, of the, um, the Francos, of the the Francos and the, and the Castros and, and the Hitlers. Yeah. I still, to this, I still remember Trump got elected in, or was, he became the president, like he was called, he was sworn in in January, 2017. Mm -hmm. Right. I was in Washington, D.C. in May of that year mm-hmm. and went through the Holocaust Museum in D.C. And the only thoughts I had while going through the history of, of I will never forget that moment, that feeling where you're going through the history of like of uh, like all the political stuff, like how, how like who he was and how he rose to, to power and and what he managed to do and how he was able to like get like how he was able to rise up the lower classes, just like Fidel did. Like you mm-hmm. rise up the, 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 the poorer classes and you give them, um, you know, like you give them this voice that they feel they didn't have for so very long and you garner that support. And yes, it threw, it, it ran away all the rich people. And I remember walking through that and I cried, not just because it really happened not just because, you know, you're talking about like 7,000, you know, Jewish and other people of, of different religions dying. Um, but the fact that it just all felt like we were literally living it at that moment. Like mm-hmm. I, like I remember sitting next to and talking to my friend Lonia. Yeah. And being like, 
does anybody not walk through here? And like, does anyone not try to walk through history and, and compare it to what they see? And like, I knew, and I feel, I really do. Like, I know that we can't say that now because he won't be the president for the next four years. But a part of me really did feel that if we gave him another four years of power, he was going to find a way to stay. Yeah. That's all I could, that's all I kept thinking is if mm -hmm. he stays another four years, he's going to find, and he's going to push from day one of his yep. second term to find a way to change the laws so he can stay. Yep. Um, sorry. Did you, I'm not here you for that. Else? No, no, no. That, and, and just the idea of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the Pancom podcast episode, I keep asking you all to like, listen to, um, <laughs> They, <laughs> but no in all seriousness they they talk about like the ways in which the castro regime and like the current regime keep like stay in power and the ways that they do that which is very important to to learn like for our community right because people just think that it's like this easy easy thing of like they just stay in power because they stay in power but they it, that's not that's never been the case you know they do a lot of like fucked up shit to stay there so one of the things that they do is that every time a someone tries to plan a coup and they're captured by the government the government goes ahead and changes the literal constitution of the country because there's always like every time a coup happens it's because or they, it, they try to have a coup happen um they find a loophole in the cuban constitution that basically says like if this happens you have to let it happen because it is what it is, right? Like this is the most famous terms in which to, in which to explain it. So when the person is captured and all the people that were going to participate in it are captured and murdered, um, the Cuban government comes in and is like, okay, this can't happen because the Cuban law reigns supreme and the current regime is not going to allow it to happen. And then that's it. They just keep changing the wording of the constitution to make sure that they stay in power. So I listened to this episode and, you know, you can kind of tell like which way the people in it kind of lean. Um, but they did such, I think that they did such a great job at just kind of like giving you this information that we forget and that we don't know. Um, and it made me think like at the end of the day, it, the, our constitution in the United States is just a piece of paper and you can keep, changing it to your will. Um, and while I am one of these people that I agree, I think that as times change, so should our laws, right? And it should be more open and considerate and all these different things. But this is just me trying to be a good person. People that want to use this for malice can just go ahead and just be like, okay, you can't have a coup because I say that I'm going to be president for all of eternity and xyz and li literally listening to this episode was what it like dawned on me that our constitution and our legislation is literally just a piece of paper that so far men can just bend to their will yeah and then i was like there's no way that this man can win a second term sorry i'm out there's no way there's no way there's no way i ain't having it I haven't, I ain't having like four more years of this shit, this dude like coming up and then deciding like, hey, we're going to change your constitution. And all of these people that have been, all of the supporters that have been defending the fucking constitution, like it's like 
this beautiful thing mm-hmm. to be like, oh, yeah, you should change it because we love you and you should be here forever. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. <sighs> I don't know. I just I wasn't very hopeful at all during this election. I. I really, really felt like I think I, I felt like it was going to be close, but I really thought that he was going to win. Like, I really thought that Trump was going to win and and that I was going to feel all these feelings that I've had all for, for the past three and a half years just intensified again. And and that I would have to find a way to either live, in, you know, like, you know, choose to continue to live in the United States because, you know, there are other other benefits that are nice. Yeah. Um, you know, generally, there's a lot of benefits to living in the United States. Yeah. And uh, and just living with it and hope and pray that four years moves and goes and comes and goes quickly like I did the last four I really, I will say that, like, I just, I don't know. I didn't think that Joe Biden was going to win for at, le- at least not on Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, when, as, as the numbers are rolling in, I was like, it's too close. And Trump already <laughs> has already announced he won for whatever reason, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I was, um, I'm just, I feel like there's, there, there's like, oh, this, for the first time in a long time, like this weight just sort of like it's not like gone it's just like lifted enough to like let me breathe in a little deeper yeah and it feels really good and regardless of what shenanigans we're gonna get into for the next at least for the until january really yep you know and and beyond like all of the rebuilding that we're gonna have to do all the healing that we have to do as a country and what that looks like what what's gonna come out of this i mean you have to remember that it, during this Trump presidency, we got like the Black Lives Matter movement was built. Uh, the, the, you know, women's empowerment movement came about, you know, like people, the oppressed will rise. Yeah. And now the oppressed are changing team. Now there's a new oppressed. Mm-hmm. And these oppressed people have been here before. Mm-hmm. They, and they built their groups before. Mm-hmm. So we have to be ready and be cognizant yep. that, you know, people who oppress people will, you know, will make their voices heard. And, and some may not be as, uh, as pleasant as a peaceful protest. Yeah. You know, they may not be just, just an inconvenience when you're trying to drive to the American airlines arena because they're walking mm-hmm. in the middle of the street. It may not be, we not, it, it may not be that pleasant. Mm-hmm. So, as a nation, I, I hope that we can all, um, you know, I think that I hope that we can all accept the results in, in with grace and um, and use this as an opportunity to close a chapter and open a new one and be mm-hmm. willing to participate in the writing of that chapter. Yeah. You know, even those who came who are on the right side, like whatever, whatever side of the aisle you choose to be on. Um, I hope that we can all come together and just like put aside the, the fact that there are differences of opinion and just have real conversations and continue to, to move the needle in the directions that we feel are going to benefit the generations that are going to come after us. Definitely. Because right now the people making, we're making decisions for our generation, for our kids. 
mm-hmm. for the kids who were who are who are going to be born from the kids who saw the internet come. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the so like we have to be ready for the world that we're that we're leaving for our children, mm-hmm. and um, and luckily there are there are those who are a little bit younger than us who are a lot more progressive and are a lot and, and are and are much more willing to fight than our generation was. Yep. So they're the ones who are going to help guide our children too. And, mm-hmm. and if we're, and if that's what the population of this country is going to be, then we do need to change. So we, we do have to move in certain ways and like eradicate dumb, archaic ideas about, you know, rights and rights to women's bodies and who's marrying who, like who, who gives a shit about all of this? We need to move past this. It is what it is. And people should just be allowed to live their lives. Let's get down to the nitty gritty and figure out like, how do we build our economy? Yeah. What is our economy going to look like? Are we going to have this technological movement that Joe Biden wants where we become, you know, where the U S is going to become a competitor in like the electric car market and in the renewable energy market, is that really going to build all the jobs that, that we're desperately trying to, to build, you know, are we going to be able to retrain all of those who, who came out of the coal industry and who are coming out of the oil and gas industry? Are we really, are we going to have a place for them? Mm-hmm. We need to be part of that. So for this moment right now, I guess we'll answer those questions later. Yeah. But for now, let's just be a little hopeful and grateful that the people of this country for, you know, as divided as it may be, did find a way to come together. And we saw a lot of sides to our, our brothers and sisters and our neighbors during the past few months, both good and bad. And um, whether we decide to stay united or not is, is really up to us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that with that said, you know, thank you for listening. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, we'll have happier episodes soon. In fact, we will have, we have to set up for a new Hunter Killer because I just got the Hunter Killer box <gasps> this morning. As I got the so news, excited. I got the Hunter Killer box. I was like, well. Oh, that's such good news. Um, I, I would also like to add, you know, at the end of the day, Keep striving to be a better person. Um, don't let anyone like take away your your mental health, your mental stability, where it is at the moment. Um, if you listen to us and you don't agree with our political views, that's okay. That's okay. Um, it's definitely part of where we live, and you do with it what you will. You know, um, as always, I definitely like reach out. Let's have a conversation. I'm not your enemy, but I I do want us to question each other and hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only ever speak to my experience and Ashley can only ever speak to hers and you can only ever speak to your own. Mm-hmm. So with that said, while she and I may be celebrating for the rest of today and up until January 20th and beyond then, um. Let's go. There's a lot of work to do and I'm I'm ready to do it. And I know you are too. Indeed. Yeah. That's nice. And those of you that turn 18 this year or in the coming year, I hope you register to vote. I hope you do your duty. Um get involved in your local subsidiaries. Yeah. Yeah, get to know the get get to know the governmental process. Start start talking to your to the people in power here in Miami-Dade, we have a new democratic female mayor. 
you know, like this is a great time to start seeing the differences between the two parties and approaches and get involved, you know, volunteer, intern, you know, use this time to get yourself educated mm-hmm. and, um, and know that no matter who's the president, everything begins at the local level. Like mm-hmm. the changes that you see that affect your day to day happen on the local level more yep. than it happens in the, at, at a nationwide. Yeah. So, you, this is this is a brand new book that we're opening, mm-hmm. so let's uh, let's read it together, and yeah, feel free to talk to us and and have conversations. We're not here again. I mean, we we may feel we may be very empowered, yeah, but um, but we're not, you know, I, I we're not here to to criticize your views as long as it's a, a as long as it's a discourse and not a, you know, not yeah. a discourse. Yeah, <laughs> as long as it's a proper debate. I think that we can all agree it could be beneficial for us to exercise those parts of our brains. Definitely. And at the end of the day, we do have to work together. We are like, especially all of us that live in, in, in the same cities, you know, we are all going to have to two years from now go in to vote for whatever's up for re-election or election. Um, we all go to have our cafecito a la carreta, all these different things, mm-hmm. you know? So like it's, it, we have to coexist and what I'm not going to have. And I know that what Ashley's not going to have is someone trying to tell us how we should think and feel because this is America. Right. Don't tell me who America is. Mm-hmm. You don't know who America is either. America is what we make of it. That's literally the whole point of America is mm-hmm. America is exactly what we make of it. And, uh, and I hope that you make the America that you feel is best for your family and for mm-hmm. your neighbors. And, mm-hmm. um, and I hope that that comes through conversation and not through echo chambers. Yeah, definitely. Anyway. So he, he, I, if I had a glass, I would raise it to freedom right now, but I have this pig. Cheers. I raise this pig to freedom. I have my Aldi uh, wannabe white claws and <laughs> Ruby grapefruit flavor. That sounds delicious. It's actually pretty good. I'm going to keep doing my laundry now and listening to the news as it keeps coming in. Um, It's a joyous day for us. We're going to have a lot to celebrate in the coming months and years. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to let the chips fall where they may because, again, we do want every vote to count. And and if we're going to go into recounts, let's fucking do it. That is why the system is in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can only be happy when we win. It's true. We can only be happy when we win. Bueno. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you next week with probably a little bit more uh, juicy, lamey, rambly episodes. Yes. And, uh, and we can't wait to see you. So take care. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Baby Lambs Podcast on Instagram. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Baby Lambs Podcast. Artwork created by Janabel Art. You can follow her on Instagram at Janabel Art, or you can follow her studio at Studio Nami Tattoo. Music created by Daniel Lacosta and produced by Sunset Studios Miami. You can follow them on their Instagram at Sunset Studios Miami. And you can follow us on Instagram via our handle at Baby Lambs Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Baby Lambs PCAST or Baby Lambs Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play yeah. and even on CastBox, which is actually a really cool app. Also by 
finding us via our handle, Baby Lambs Podcast, or by visiting our website at babylambspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening.